Welcome to 420 and 3Xs, the smoke show podcast where we all get lit and talk about the stuff that no one is supposed to talk about. (laughs) I'm Smokey and I'll be answering all of your kinky questions about sex, non-monogamy, adult dating, and relationships. Join me with an open mind and a blunt while we talk, get lit, and learn how to build more meaningful connections together as human beings. All right, all right, all right, all right. So how can you capture the attention of a prospective new partner by just getting their information or getting them on a first date in 2022? (laughs) That is the question of today. That was the question of the stream today earlier. Um, And we are going to address it all in full here for your listening and learning pleasure. (laughs) dating has changed a lot. It's changed a lot, not only in the past 10 years, but in the past three, maybe even two. Uh, We're seeing a lot more expansion on the World Wide Web and a lot more separation in the Department of Actual Socialization, like in physical format, not in a digital one. So connecting to new partners or even finding someone can be really, really hard and really overwhelming. So in real life, How do we capture someone's attention? How do we actually get from the, oh my God, she's so cute, to the, yeah, let's go get dinner? That's what we're going to cover today. So modern times, modern people call for modern measures. Let's get ready. So let's take it back a little ways. Let's bring ourselves into what our mind tells us a typical date is, right? Like, Let's journey back, let's say 50, 70 years, let's say 1950s, 1960s, maybe even the 40s here, Um, a traditional date. These images in our minds, especially as Americans, are culturally instilled like a Norman Rockwell painting of what a date should look like and how it should play out. Okay, so 1950s, the sock hop, hanging out. And cool biker gang comes up, you know, (laughs) slick Rick over here comes on over, thinks me and my girls are cute, wants to buy us sodas, asks us if we'll go out on a date, go to see the drive-ins, and I'll bring us home by 12 o'clock, right? (laughs) So what happens? We say, yes, we're excited. Uh, Next night comes, greets me at the door with roses in his hands. I'm in a cute little dress. We go to have a fantastic dinner. We share a milkshake. We laugh. We hold hands. We go to the drive-ins. We give a little smooch in. At the end of the night, we say goodbye. You walk me to my house, and that's that. Forever and after, we are going to be sweethearts for life. That's it. That point, you can see the story going from there. Once we fall in love, I'm wearing your Letterman jacket. We're getting married. We're having kids. White picket fence, yada, 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 okay? (laughs) You can follow me here. This is the tradition. This is something that we have been, you know, have instilled in us, essentially, since we were young. It's kind of the expectation. So basically... That's kind of our approach. I'm sure that your parents went about the same way as your grandparents and that maybe even how you started as a teenager. And here we are, part of this modern digital age, which suddenly has snuck up upon us 
<laughs> especially if you're in your 30s 40s 50s here we are this is a lot different now how do we approach it because the world is not the same anymore so we are no longer in 1950 60 70 80 or 90 we are in the new millennium and we're actually almost 25 years into it now so things have changed dramatically and for some reason our approach to dating has not <laughs> so let's talk some differences Let's talk about the scenario um, of these people, let's say in the 90s, these people who were us, these people who were our parents and the generations before. Uh, it was a lot different. It was a different world. I don't need to go into specifics because if you have been around that long, you have been able to understand and see the changes. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and the world is not a safe place. I mean, it's always been dangerous. Now we hear about it a lot more. It's a lot more obvious. People get away with a lot less, I think. But it's a scary place, and there are a lot of new threats that weren't around in 1970, in 1980. I'm not just talking about, like, mass murderers, you know, people picking up hookers on the side of the road and strangle them. You know, I'm not talking about these exceptions to the rules. I'm talking about, you know, real-life shit, like people hacking computers, like revenge porn, like the internet in general. <laughs> <laughs> this ever-present force that now we carry in our pockets, more likely in our palms 24-7. We're constantly connected. Our approach is literally different to everything that we do. And it's not just because of safety in the sense of crazy people. It's also in the sense of germs. Here we are in bio-warfare. Here we are dealing with a virus that hasn't let us sleep for fucking three, three years. Really? I mean, there's a lot more at risk here. We've got a lot more going on. It's a faster-paced world. It's a digital age for sure. If we were to take our grandparents in 1950, 1940, and drop them into our reality without the chance to age or to accommodate, they would not, or acclimate, not accommodate, <laughs> to acclimate, they would not know what to do either. <laughs> so why is it that we've changed our approach to literally everything from the way we wash our hands, the way we drive on the roads, the way we eat, the diets that we have, the way we exercise, the way we look at modern medicine, we raise our children, all of these things have changed dramatically except for the approach to dating. It's a little outdated. See what I did there? <laughs> did you see what I did there? It is, though. Like, literally, it's old. It doesn't work. Back then, a young lady was taught very basic gender-specific roles, and she had very specific jobs and positions that maybe she would be able to fill, but her expectation was really to be at home and to keep the house. Now we are in 2022, and most women are not in that position, although there are some who still enjoy that. There's nothing wrong with traditional gender roles if they work for you. If they do not work for you, there might be something wrong there. <laughs> and if they are, do not work for you, then it's definitely going to be harder to find a date. Now, we're not even talking about just regular dating now. I'm just, I'm just staging, I'm staging this whole situation of why it's so different, okay? So we can tell that a woman from 2020, who's 2020 meaning the decade, who's ready to date in her 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe older, whomever she may be, is going to have a dramatically different life or lifestyle than a woman from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I think we could agree on that, okay? She has a lot more opportunities. She has a lot more going on, a lot more independence. Her needs are completely different than they were back then. 
So the same approach to getting a date or to making that first connection or to starting the first conversation has got to be dramatically different or you guys are going to continue to fail. (laughs) So I have some very abstract ideas, ones that I have used myself, ones that I have recommended in the past. And although they may sound initially controversial, hang in with me. (laughs) Hear me out as I explain the psychology behind these different tips and see if you can custom tailor it or make it work for you. I have had a 100% success rate, (laughs) which is much better than the dick pic rate, which is like, what did we say? I forget. It was like 20% success rate. (laughs) So let me learn you. Let me learn you. (laughs) All right. So 1950s to the 1990s, we're just going to say in the past decade, not decade, I guess that's half a century. That's even a, that's literally half a century ago. Um, A woman's needs were much different. Today, let's talk about a modern woman. Now, although I said this was not gender specific, I'm speaking from a female perspective because it is my own. Okay. Now, these tips can apply both ways, depending on how you approach it and turn it for your needs. But I am not equipped to give advice from any perspective except for my own. So therefore, I'm going to be talking from a woman's perspective in this, okay? So a modern woman in 2022, 2020, 2022, wherever we're at, 2025, however long this podcast is playing, (laughs) she no longer is sitting at home, leave it to beaver style, vacuuming the floors and wearing her pearls and her whole, you know, duty is to just maintain the house and raise the kids. At this point, a lot of women are single moms. Now, whether they have been single moms by happenstance or like myself, single moms by choice, either way, there are single moms out there. So this makes the job or the role of a woman completely different. Oftentimes we are playing multiple roles. <laughs> we are filling multiple shoes and wearing multiple hats. Um, we're not just taking care of the kids when they get off the bus. We're taking them to soccer practice. We are taking them to um, their jujitsu. We are making sure that dinner is ready to be picked up because we can't necessarily make it some days. We are making sure that the PTA meeting is attended, that the cookies are made, that the backpacks are packed. And then yes, we head out to our own jobs. (laughs) We do the whole thing. We work and then we manage a household. All right. Now, not, not all women are mothers, um, but the vast majority usually in the dating pool over the age of 30, I would say, generally have some sort of child connection. Um, not always. It could be a fur baby also. You know, we do have our priorities. It could be a woman who does not have children. Maybe she doesn't have children at all, and she's literally career-based. She works 60 hours a week, and she's busy. She's busy building a career. And that's what she's into. She's not interested in keeping her house. Hell, she even has a housekeeper. Okay. Um, Modern women are different. We do not have limits on us the same way that we did before. So if we have no limits and we have the brains that we have, and you guys know that we are very agile with our minds and our articulation, we have a lot more tools. We can get a lot further. And to be honest with you, Once we hit 30, we might not even have need for a man. We may have already built ourselves a home, a family, a life, a career, a financial savings. We might not need you at all. 
So how the hell do you catch our attention? When you are that ready to go and you are that busy and you really don't have need one way or the other, how do you catch a girl's attention? She's not looking. You guys, there are some abstract ways that you can, okay? <laughs> like I said, be open-minded as I present these, but I'm going to call out a couple different ways and a couple of different do-nots. Ways that are so outdated or so inappropriate that they shouldn't be used at all, in my humble opinion and in my experience. First of all, the first thing that you should not do is if you meet a woman online on a dating app, on Snapchat, on Kick, on uh, WhatsApp, on whatever platform you're using, if you first meet her online and you have a brief conversation, make sure in that first, second, third conversation, you do not ask her out. Don't ask her out to dinner. Don't ask her to hang out. Why? Because it's not safe. Anybody who asks a woman out on a date to meet up within the first three conversations is not thinking about her security. They're thinking about the date. They're thinking about the potential. They're thinking about the fun, but they are not thinking about her safety. And you know who realizes that? She does. Immediately. Immediately it's a red flag. Because if she has said yes to you within those first three conversations, that should be a red flag to you that she's not taking her safety or yours very seriously either. Now, maybe, maybe she's just excited. Maybe she just wants to, you know, she's a fly by the seat. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. But let me tell you, man or woman, to meet someone online, you're only having a conversation and you are only getting the version of them that they are choosing to present to you. I urge everyone to have a few conversations first. Okay. Now I'm not saying you're going to reveal if they are a serial killer in three chats. No, but you're going to get a better tone about who this person is and if it's worth risking your life for. (laughs) Okay. And at this point, it really is one of those things. You should look at dating and meeting up and going to the mall and getting in your car as all of these as a potential that you may lose your life. Because honestly, It's a possibility, and it's a greater possibility these days. We don't know who these people are. We don't know the places we're going, and we don't know their intentions. So do not ask immediately to go on a date. That is not the thing to do, okay? Likewise, if you meet someone in real life, do not walk up to someone and ask a girl for her number. Do not do this ever. Don't text a woman and ask her for her number. Do not message anyone or ever request someone else's number. This is an outdated tactic. This should not be used. Your phone number and a person's phone number is very um, personal in today's day and age. And it's not just because it rings straight to your house like it used to in the 80s. It's because it goes straight to you. And if you look up anybody's name and phone number, you can generally find all public records on them. So it is not safe, again, to provide your number to someone that you don't know because they can find out a lot about you. They could be scamming you. They could be trying to get money from you. And maybe they're perfectly innocent, but do you really know? (laughs) Do not ask for phone numbers. Phone numbers are outdated and it's inappropriate. However, you may offer your own. Okay? Never ask, always offer. That's one way to update your dating approach 
in this millennia. (laughs) Never ask for a phone number. Always offer your own instead. Okay? So those are two don'ts. Don't do it. Don't do it. Here's a few do's. All right. So I'm a modern woman. I have two children. I'm a single mom. I have a job, like an actual career. I have a few hobbies that have turned into businesses. I've got a lot on my plate. I do still do all the cooking and the cleaning and the laundry. (laughs) I keep all the books for all of my businesses. There's a lot going on for me. So for a man or woman to simply ask me out to dinner as a first date to get to know me, I'm not super inclined to say yes. Why? Not because I don't like them, but because my life is so busy that I have priorities. There are things that I need to be taking care of and that I wouldn't, frankly, rather be doing than spending time with a stranger. Now, that sounds terrible, but it's honest. So if you want to get to know someone in real life, you need to add value to theirs. All right? So there needs to be a way that you prove that you can add value or have the opportunity to show that your um, friendship or companionship would be valuable to them. It's going to take communication. So in today's day and age, there is no need to go on a first date with flowers and dinner and a movie to get to know the person that you want to get to know. Instead, you just need to talk to them. You can get to know them anytime you want because they carry their phone with them. So the real struggle isn't the first date. It's getting the contact information. It's landing the connection. So if you can't ask for someone's number and you're interested to go out with them, but you know that a date really isn't worth their time, what the hell are we going to do now? Smokey, the walls are closing in. (laughs) You got to prove value. All right. So here's some things that you should do. Now here is, this is what I This is the move that I make, okay? And this is something that has worked for me and for other people when I have advised it in the past. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Instead of asking a girl for her number, if you see her in public, ask her for her cash app or her Venmo. Hmm. (laughs) Why? Why are we doing that? Why do we just want to send a girl money? That doesn't make any sense. All right, all right, all right. Before you start spinning out on me, let me explain the psychology around this gesture, because it is a psychological gesture. It is not just a financial move. You're not buying a date. You're not buying her attention. What you're doing is capturing it. You are going to catch her attention. Why? Because any woman, especially a modern one, is looking for someone to add value to their life. Now, the first way to add value to someone's life is to invest in them. That's exactly what you're doing in the 1950s through the 1990s when you ask someone on a first date. You are showing your interest and you are showing that you are willing to invest. Now, decide when you find this person that you find so attractive or eye-catching or enchanting, how much money would you be willing to spend to take them to dinner on a very first date if you had never spoken to them before just to get to know them? What would it be worth even if you were to get rejected. Now, for some, that's just going for a cup of coffee, which is completely realistic and reasonable. For others, it's a full-blown dinner. Whatever it is for you, take that amount and cut it in half. All right? Or you can go with the full amount. 
if it's, you know, $10 that you're willing to spend on her, please do not make, give her a $5 gesture. That is just insulting, <laughs> but make a gesture, whatever's comfortable to you, whatever the price is for you to get in contact with her. Now, this is the same move that we do through any businesses. If we use any third parties, if you're using a realtor, if you're using an SEO web team, if you're using um, any type of marketing, if you're looking for addresses, if you're looking for information, if you need a notary, what we do is we pay for it. Okay. If you want information on someone, a full background check, you are going to have to invest and pay for it. If you want her contact information, you best pay for it. Now, I'm not saying this is money hungry, but here's what's going to happen. You will catch her attention. If you ask her and you say, excuse me, ma'am, I just saw the way that you were talking to that old lady, or I just seen the way that you were handling your kids, or I just seen, you know, the way that you move is so attractive to me, or I love your style, or I'm really interested in getting to know you. What's your cash app? All right. Immediately, I'm going to say, when you start to do the hit on, okay, all right, this guy wants me to go out with him, and now I got to figure out a way to bail. I got to figure out how to do this, because he's obviously a creep. He's never met me before, and he wants to get me alone. He's trying to get me to go somewhere. And then he says, let me get your cash app. Whoop. Full stop. Wait a second. This guy's taking me seriously? He's willing to invest? All right, let me give you my cash app. Whoa, you just got in the door. You just got in the door. You get the girl's cash app, you get her Venmo, you send in the memo, your information. Boom. Okay? Now, you give her an opportunity when you do this, the same way that you would in the 60s and 70s. You give her the opportunity to make her own decision without putting her into a corner. Without making her make a decision on the spot, you've caught her attention, you've caught her eye, and now she's ready for a conversation. Now, if she never wants to talk to you again, she will not ask for your contact information. She will not provide her own. If she does, she will provide it to you right then and there, and you've got in. Then you start talking. Then you start getting to know each other, and the first, second, and third conversation, you hold off. And then when she seems to be feeling safe, when the conversation seems to be going back and forth at an equal measure, when you know it's not one-sided and she's so showing more interest than just one-worded replies, then you ask her to dinner. You ask her to coffee. You show that you are physically interested in investing as much as you are mentally and emotionally and you play the long game. This does a few things for her. It provides her safety. It allows her to move at her own speed. It does not push her in any corners. And it allows her the freedom to decide. Wouldn't you rather a woman communicate with you because she wants to rather than because you want her to? All right. Well, Smokey, I think that's stupid because I don't think that you need to pay for someone. I don't pay to play. All right. You don't pay to play. So you've never had a partner that you've bought coffee for. You've never taken a woman out. You've never bought a present. You've never sacrificed something in the name of love. Yeah, you've paid to play. Just because it's actual money, like monetized, Hard-earned cash, money, now you've got your guard up. She ain't worth it. If she's not worth 10 bucks, 20 bucks to catch her attention, then it is not your job and you are not worth her time. It is not your responsibility to convince her otherwise. She owes you no obligation. If you are not willing to invest a minimal amount and have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation, 
out of generosity, kindness, and compassion, she's not going to spend time with you. She doesn't need to because there's somebody out there who will respect her and will respect her time. So that's the, that's the Venmo attempt. Okay. That's one way to do it. Let me tell you, if you offer 10 bucks and you end up with her phone number and then you get a date, come on, is it worth the $10? If you don't get a date and you just spent $10 and made somebody's day, but you don't get a date out of it, is it still worth the $10? If you say no, then you're a dick (laughs) and you don't deserve to date anybody. If you can't afford it, that's fine. I understand sometimes money is a holdup for people, and I don't think that it always should be. Um, I've been on the end of not being able to pay for things. You know, I understand what it's like to be out of money, to be fucking broke at times, especially as a single mom. So how can you catch someone's attention if you don't have a cash app, Venmo, or 10 bucks on hand, right? Well, we had a couple other examples. Um, We had the example where you can actually pay for their bill. Let's say that they're in line behind you um, and you you see that they, you know, have got a couple coffees or whatever, or they got themselves breakfast and you just, you pay for them behind you. That's a good move. Catches somebody's attention. Um, you could do, yeah, with this one, it's kind of a hard one when you pay for something they already have, right? Like that's, that's hard. Like some, someone gave the example of, you know, if I'm out and there's a lady at the ice cream place and she's got all her kids and she's getting ice cream and I think she's cute, I'm going to buy her and her kids ice cream and have it on me. Okay. This is a sweet move. It's nice. It's definitely generous, but you will catch her, capture her gratitude, not her attention. You might peek it, but she's going to be grateful. It's kind. It's a generous thing to do, but it doesn't give her the, the idea of giving her, um, the cash at Venmo also gives her freedom. It allows her, her independence to use the money as she sees fit. And it shows that you're willing to trust her in order to do that. So that's, that's why that's a little bit different, but taking over someone's bill or paying for it is definitely nice. Um, I will say that if a guy just buys me a drink, it's not really something that is showing me that he really wants to get to know me. And it's definitely not a guarantee that I'm going to spend any time talking to him. Um, not because I'm an asshole, but just because, just because you bought me this drink doesn't mean that I'm going to talk to you. You know, like it, it just, it's not the same thing. You're not, it's not a guarantee, but if you've taken the time to notice me and you've taken the time to invest in me personally and have a short conversation and allow me to be who I need to be and make a decision, then you've got my attention, not just my gratitude. I hope that makes sense. Um, <laughs> but both are kind gestures. Uh, if you don't want to spend money at all, like I said, there is another way to do this. And this one, I think, um, is also equally as helpful. So this one's easy. All you need to do is you need to carry around a little slip of paper in your wallet, um, you know, just something in your pocket, whatever. And it will have your social media info on it. Pick your Facebook, pick your Twitter, pick your Instagram, pick something that's super um, popular, that mainstream, that has a lot about who you are. It has um, a very personal touch and gives the the true side of you, okay? You write that down on a piece of paper, you carry it with you. So then when there's an opportunity of someone that you find very alluring and you want to strike up a conversation with, here's what you do. You find something that you really like about them, whatever genuinely is catching your eye. Um, And please don't pick a body part. Pick something like a little more romantic, right? Not bold. (laughs) And you walk up to this person and you say, I just really love the way you handle yourself. You seem like a really cool person. 
and I would love to get to know you more. You hand her the slip of paper, okay, with your information. Say, this is my information. If you want to reach out, please do. I'd be honored. Turn and you walk away. This does a few things. First and foremost, you get to avoid the on-spot rejection. So (laughs) by giving it to her, turning around and walking away, you also alleviate yourself the personal embarrassment of her saying no to a date. Now, sometimes we just say no because it's too abrupt. Some of us are just socially awkward. We don't know what to say, so we say no as a reaction. So having all that pressure can totally backfire for you. You're going to save yourself some serious embarrassment. Now, the rejection may come later, but really, it's a lot easier behind closed doors, you know? So to actually just put it out there and put yourself out there does not have to be so scary. And rejection is the number one reason that most people don't give it a shot in the first place. So this is a true way to just shoot your shot, let the chips fall where they lay, and to walk away with your head held high. Okay. When you provide your information and a compliment, it proves transparent to this person. It shows your absolute transparency and it also is a bold move of confidence. Confidence is incredibly sexy. It's very attractive. And to be so prepared as to offer your own information, you know damn well she's going to look into it. So even if she doesn't think that, you know, I don't know if I'd ever talk to this guy, you know sure as shit she is going to look you up. You have caught her attention. That is a free way to do it. Um, And if you want to go from there, then it also allows she would reach out to you and you guys can communicate. So those are two ways. (laughs) Both are a little different. But they cover the same points as dating used to. We don't need that first date to have the first conversation. You just need to have information to make the first connection. Does this make sense? We want to allow our potential partners the freedom to choose what they want to do and not put them on the spot and not make them cornered. All right, guys, I hope this has made sense to you. I am going to put a little poll in this episode. So when you're all done, if you would like to interact with that and give me some feedback, I love it. I love to hear it. Let me know what you think. Let me know if this has worked for you. If you give it a try, I would love to hear. Let's do some research on this. Um, If it is controversial to you, I appreciate your time actually listening to it and seeing the different perspectives. In summary, Really, all that dating is about at this point is we really are craving transparency, we're craving connection, and we really want to be safe. There's security there. It's the same things that we've always looked for, but they're a little bit harder to find. So we've got to have a little bit of a different approach. So I hope that everyone who's listened to this um, can take something away from it that will help them build better connections with each other hopefully connect with each other, period, um, in public places and on the internet. And Above all else, please be safe. It is a dangerous world out there. It is a different world. We don't need to feel separate from it. We just need to make small adjustments so that we can better operate and acclimate to the current climate. So best of luck to everyone. Thanks for tuning in and joining me on the Smoke Show podcast. I'm incredibly grateful for each listener, and I am so glad you decided to join my smoke circle today. 
If you enjoy 420 and 3Xs, check us out online at 420xxx.live. There you can submit questions for the show, subscribe to our newsletter, and make a donation. Our show is 100% listener funded, so if you like what you hear and you'd like to hear more, drop a Venmo donation or a PayPal to at SM0KESH0W420 or connect with me directly on Snapchat with the same handle. Again, that's SM0KESH0W420. Until next time, try to be gentle to yourself and to each other. We all have a lot going on below the surface, so stay lifted. I love you guys. Smokey, out.